It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Vikings on the Lockdown Podcast Network, episode number 331. I'm Sam Ekstrom, Vikings writer, zonecoverage.com. Today's episode brought to you by mybookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get up to a 50% deposit bonus with the best sports betting site in the business. No say Drosenfels today, but in his place we have James Rapine. He hosts Lockdown Bengals. For the Locked On Podcast Network, he does sports radio in Cincinnati, and he is on with us right now. James, good morning, my man. How you doing? I'm doing well, Sam. How are you? Hey, doing fantastic. Had to scrape the car this morning. 15 degrees, doing really great. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the feeling. I've had to defrost it the past couple couple mornings. That's no fun. Yeah, it's uh, something else. Anyway, uh, let's talk about this Vikings-Bengals game. I know you're a busy man. you got to get going here relatively soon. The other day at practice, uh, Mike Zimmer talked afterward and said that he thinks Marvin Lewis should be around in Cincinnati forever. They're really good friends. Uh, I'm not sure that's the general sentiment coming from Cincinnati. How would you say that's being judged right now within the city? Uh, If that happened, I think fans would lose their minds. Um, Seriously, Uh, it's it's for the first time in the, the Marvin Lewis era, I think fans are completely done with it they just want something different and after 15 years it's i understand that it it probably is time look marvin lewis has been here he changed the organization changed the perception the expectations but and and through a lot of it recently it is no fault of his own honestly the franchise has let some key free agents go whether it be andrew whitworth or marvin jones and has whipped in the draft recently with some offensive linemen so it might not necessarily be Marvin's doing that they haven't made the playoffs now two straight years in a row, but it's just time for a change. It feels like that. Marvin's kind of hinted at it. So I think that what happens, it won't be Mike Brown fires Marvin Lewis. I think what's going to happen is Marvin and, and the Bengals are going to decide to part, rip, part ways mutually, and I wouldn't be shocked to see Marvin Lewis coaching somewhere else next season. You know, it feels like the emotion of this Mike Zimmer versus the Bengals reunion has kind of been diffused because it's been – four years since he coached there. They played a couple times in the preseason, so there was sort of a chance to talk about it, but not as much. They had those joint practices. I'm guessing a lot of the personnel on Cincinnati has turned over since then. Is there a sense that, or I guess I should say it this way, does Cincinnati miss Mike Zimmer? Absolutely. If you asked the majority of Bengals fans who the Bengals should have hired to be head coach or be Marvin's successor, they would say two names. One, Mike Zimmer, two, Hugh Jackson. And Hugh obviously has won one game in a season season plus in Cleveland. So Mike Zimmer, that with the success he's having, that's the most popular name. And obviously he has a home in Kentucky and <laughs> close to, to the tri-state area here in Cincinnati. So it's just one of those things where fans always – appreciated Mike Zimmer, new players loved him. And if they could trade right now Marvin Lewis and, like, let's say a draft pick for Mike Zimmer, I think they would jump at it. Obviously, that's that's out of the question. But if you're a Vikings fan, obviously enjoy Mike Zimmer because I know Bengals fans are jealous that you have him. 
it's certainly an interesting contrast because I think nationally the perception of the Cincinnati defense is, is that they're talented, but they're undisciplined, as we've seen a number mm-hmm. of times with some personal fouls in some big spots, whereas the Vikings defense is very straight-laced. Uh, rarely are they getting in any sort of trouble. You know, this year they did have the, the hit on Aaron Rodgers that knocked him out, which was pretty borderline, but th- this is a pretty disciplined defense. Do you think that's just a product of, of the players and the personnel that Cincinnati had? Potentially. Absolutely. I mean, is there any uh, Vontez Burfics in Minnesota? Uh, I don't. I don't know that. But don't. <laughs> to me, yeah, to me, like that—that's a guy who has struggled and would struggle anywhere with the uh, the roughing the, the passers, the late hits, the the dirty play that he's had throughout his career. And now I think he's cleaned a lot of that up. Uh, the, the other thing is, is you guys signed a, a veteran corner like Terrence Newman a couple years ago. The Bengals have latched onto a guy like Adam Jones. Uh, so everyone thinks of Adam Jones and they think of the off the field stuff and they think of the 2016, 2015 playoff game against the Steelers when yeah. he got that penalty. Um, and so that there's the difference to me. I mean, outside of those two guys, a lot of the discipline stuff, I think is comparable. I think Marvin and, and Paul Gunther, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, they might take a little too much heat. Cause I don't know if there is a coach, that would have fixed Vontez Perfect overnight. Or there was a uh, – even when Zimmer was here, Vontez Perfect had, had issues with, with some of that stuff, coached him for his first two years. So, to me, it, it, it's just one of those things where it's about personnel. And some players are going to be who they're going to be. What are the differences, if any, between Mike Zimmer's defense and Paul Gunther's defense? I think there are certainly some differences. I think – Paul Gunther has, uh, and Zimmer said it uh, yesterday, Mike said it yesterday on, on the conference call, that, that Paul Gunther has put his spin on things. And it's completely different personnel now. I mean, I mean, you got some of the same guys, some of the same faces, but they, the, the Bengals' defensive line now is, is much different from uh, a, a lot of young uh, prospects that have came up. I mean, Carl Lawson has made a huge impact, seven and a half sacks. They put him on the edge, and that's all they do um and that's that's something that the Bengals organization has flipped on uh when mike zimmer was here they brought in james harrison on a, a two-year two million dollar contract or something like that got rid of him after one year because the Bengals didn't believe in putting him on the edge and just letting him rush the passer well carl lawson's that same type of guy he's a, he's a linebacker that you just put on the edge and let him rush the passer and paul gunther's doing that now so i don't know if that's a change really from zimmer or if that's a change from the, the Bengals organization and the way they do things. Um, but, but there are certainly some differences. Uh, Paul Gunther's going to blitz a little bit more, I would say. I think that the, with, with the personnel changes, Gunther's put his spin on things. But the, there are certainly the Michael Johnsons of the world, the Carlos Dunlaps, the, the players like that that are familiar with what, what Zimmer did when he was here. James, you know i got to spread the word about our good friends at mybookie.ag. Do you need holiday cash? Do you know where to get it? It's mybookie. It's the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. The holidays are just around the corner, and that's going to mean a lot of parties, a lot of gifts to buy. I bought some of mine yesterday, and lots of spending. There's also a lot of football, basketball, hockey, and you can score big every single day. So man up. Play like the pros on game day. Play the money line. The side, the total, my bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs with super fast payouts when you win. They're the only site I would recommend because of their rock solid rep in this business. They've got odds on every matchup, a fantastic, smart mobile site. It's very fast, and they give you free money. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit 
with up to a 50% bonus. Use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. And I've had some nice success with this this year. My Thursday night selection, Colts plus two and a half at home against the Broncos. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Lockdown Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. James Rapine, host of Lockdown Bengals, does Cincinnati Sports Radio, ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. We've talked about the coach with Marvin Lewis. Not a lot of leash for him. He's made the playoffs a number of years. You know, the same could be said for Andy Dalton. He's carried the water in Cincinnati for a long time. He's he's given you a shot to win a Super Bowl, getting into the postseason, some pretty gaudy regular season records. Um, but it feels like a little bit like he's in the same boat as Lewis. How long is the leash? on Andy Dalton right now, who's coming off, you know, arguably his worst game of the year in one of the worst seasons in his career. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because the Bengals organization is a very loyal one. So they're going to stick by their guy. There's a reason Marvin Lewis has been here for 15 years. There's a reason it took them a while to trade Carson Palmer when he said, oh, well, trade me or I'm going to retire. Because they buy into their guys, they want their guys, and they, they stick by him. And Andy Dalton is in that place of his career where I think the Bengals are going to look at it, and for better or worse, and, and I tend to think they should at least try to draft a quarterback in the first couple of rounds and develop one. But they're going to look at Andy, and they're going to say, well, in 2015, they went 12-4. and four. He, had a, he was an MVP candidate through 12 games, got injured, broke his thumb, and he had a good line, he had a good offensive coordinator, and he had good pieces around him. Since then, as an organization, we haven't put those pieces around them. So I think the most likely scenario with the Bengals do, and I think they could certainly draft a quarterback to sit behind Andy Dalton. But ultimately, I think it's Andy's team. And I think some of that, though, does, uh, does matter if, if they do move on from Marvin Lewis, because then does that new coach, whoever they bring in, is he a, does he buy into Andy Dalton? Or does he want to draft a quarterback? Does, does the new coach fall in love with the, the I don't know, Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson or insert whatever quarterback you want to name. So I think that's an interesting dynamic. But if I had to predict right now, I would say Andy Dalton is the Bengals quarterback for the foreseeable future. That's fascinating. How emotionally devastating was the loss against Pittsburgh two weeks ago? There was, there was a lot going on in that game. There were illegal hits. There were serious injuries. It was emotionally charged. And, and you lost, I believe, a 17-point lead in that one. And it seemed like the hangover then applied to last Sunday's game against Chicago when uh, you guys laid an egg at home. 
Do you feel like you're still recovering from that Pittsburgh game? Yeah, and I and I'm not sure that they'll ever recover from that one. I mean, I mean, as far as this season goes, because it was their game. I mean, if they win that game, they get to six and six, and, and or yeah, six and six, and they're right back in it as far as the, the playoffs go with a variable, winnable, very winnable game against Chicago. So everyone assumed, oh, you beat Pittsburgh, you're going to get to seven and six, and they were up 17 points, like you said, and it was just the typical Steelers coming back beating the Bengals. I mean, we call them the big brother here because that's what happens. They just find a way to beat the Bengals. And obviously there were the, the hits at the end of that game that stole some of the show, but those hits are worth it if you're Pittsburgh because you end up winning. <laughs> and they always somehow come up on the right side of that. And I think that's a, a big part of why Bengals fans are the way they are in regards to Marvin Lewis is because they're tired of seeing the same old story, the same old collapses against the Steelers. It felt a lot like the playoff game from a couple years ago. And uh, th- that ultimately, I think, pushed fans over the edge. A.J. Green was – he was talking like I had never heard him talk before, just just super sad and broken up about it. And they clearly – they didn't recover. Six days later, they lose to a, an inferior – and, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that, inferior Chicago team that they have more talent in. But they just didn't show up. And that's the thing. Can Marvin Lewis and this team – figure it out this week against a really good Vikings team on the road. I, I, it's, it's a tough, ta- a tough challenge, certainly, for the Bengals. The Vikings and Bengals are both really banged up right now. The Vikings had 14 guys on the injury report yesterday, which seems to have just happened in the blink of an eye. And you look at the Cincinnati defense of late. Since the bye week, they've averaged 150 yards allowed on the ground mm-hmm. per game. How much of that is just because of the decimation due to injuries on that defense? I think some of it certainly is, uh, especially last week. I mean, Chicago ran at will on them, and they're so banged up at linebacker. Vontez Perfect probably not going to play. He's still in concussion protocol, which is a, a huge loss. But their uh, other linebackers, um, Nick Vigil's out. He's a second-year player from Nevada. And he's athletic, gave them a boost. And then you look at the, the other guys. They have a rookie in Jordan Evans. Comes from the Big 12, has had some tackling issues. And, and ultimately, that is, I think, where they've struggled the past couple of weeks. Uh, but even before the Pittsburgh game, when Burfecht went down, they struggled against the run against uh, Isaiah Crowell, who ran for over f- five yards to carry against, uh, for the Cleveland Browns against him at Paul Brown Stadium. So, yeah, if you're the Vikings, I, I think you could certainly run the ball this week. I think you should certainly test the, the corners with, with Diggs and, and Thielen, assuming they're healthy. I haven't seen their injury report. I know you mentioned the guys are yeah. – so, some guys are banged up, so – yeah, it's it's one of those things where this defense is vulnerable. I mean, Mitch Trubisky looked pretty good against them last week. <laughs> so that that just shows you where they're at as far as their defense and health goes. Yeah, that takes some doing. It's Locked on Vikings talking to James Rapine. By the way, subscribe to our show on iTunes. Leave a review with your Twitter handle. Get in the running for a Pro Football Focus subscription. And by the way, Diggs yeah. and Thielen are good. <laughs> they're two of the ones that are actually healthy right now. Let's try to end this interview on somewhat of a bright note. Tell us about the positivity around this Bengals team. Who are the bright spots? Do you have any rookies that have stood out? Uh, any players mm-hmm. that have been pleasant surprises? What's going well right now? Yeah, I, I, th- I certainly think there are some, some pleasant surprises. And it starts with the defensive line. Going into this this past offseason, they had one of the worst defensive lines in the league. They couldn't get after the passer. They were unathletic. They were they were old, and they hadn't got, hadn't gotten it right in the draft. And and what they did is they traded for Chris Smith from the the Jaguars. They gave up a seventh round pick for him, and he's been productive for him. They also drafted Jordan Willis 
from Kansas State in the third round and, and Carl Lawson, who I mentioned earlier, from Auburn in the fourth round. Lawson has been a beast, seven and a half sacks. Uh, he does a lot for them. If they can get the Vikings on third and long, he's certainly a guy to watch because he can get after the passer in a hurry. One of the, the best, uh, if not the best, rookie pass rusher in the NFL. So the, the biggest positive, I think, for this season has been that they turned a weakness, the defensive line last season, into a strength. And Bengals fans only hope they can do that with the offensive line this offseason. The other thing, and I don't think he's going to play. He's still in protocol as well. He was on the, uh, the rehab field yesterday, though. Joe Mixon has been a bright spot. Despite the offensive line, I think fans and coaches realize how special he is at running back. And I mean, you guys obviously have Dalvin Cook, who's, who's injured, but he's another special rookie running back. It's looking to be like a really, really good running back class this past draft. Well, I'll try to give you some encouragement. The Vikings had one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL last year, and they seem to have turned it around in one year with some savvy off-season work and some good drafting. So maybe there is hope in that regard uh, to replace the departed Whitworth and Zeitler, just to build you up here, James, on a Thursday yeah, morning. Yeah, the, the, the Bengals took your, your trash. They took Andre Smith back for a year. <laughs> how's, he doing, how's he doing, by the way? He's actually one of their better linemen. Uh, he, he got inserted into the, the starting lineup full-time when, when Jake Fisher went down due to health issues for the season. And he, he's been a, a welcome addition. He's got – obviously, he's a little older, not as good as he used to be, but he's got a little nastiness to him, as, as Brandon LaFell told me yesterday in the locker room. So Andre Smith has helped them, comparatively speaking, to the other guys in the on the line. But but overall, they, they need to do what you guys did up there in Minnesota and just overhaul the line outside of a couple guys. I can say this objectively. The Vikings did not lose a game that Andre Smith played last year. They were 4-0 with Andre Smith, <laughs> and without Andre Smith, they were 4-8. So there you go. So you're saying he was the secret weapon. Uh, clearly he was, yeah. That <laughs> – or they just lost like seven other linemen too. That might have kind of compounded things. Uh, James Rapine of Locked on Bengals and ESPN 1530. You, do you care to offer a final score prediction for Sunday's game? Oh, man. Um, I, I think Vikings win. I'll, I'll go 27-13. I think the Vikings handle this one. It, it'll, it, it could be kind of close at times, but never really in doubt. End up winning by two scores. Uh, I do know this. Once you guys get to the playoffs, a lot of Bengals fans will be rooting for the Vikings because Mike Zimmer's up there. So, so that's certainly something that uh, that Viking fans should take note of. Well, they'll they'll take all the support they can get. I'm sure up here, <laughs> we need some positive vibes. It's been a long time since the Vikings reached the Super Bowl. James Rapine at James Rapine R A P I E N on Twitter. Thanks so much for the time, my man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Again, I'm Sam Ekstrom. This Thursday program presented by MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get up to a 50% deposit bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Sage Rosenfels back on the show for predictions tomorrow. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners. This is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Lockdown Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Lockdown Wild to your device every day.